0: This just in, Aaron Rodgers bought a tube of toothpaste. Aaron Rodgers, I'm told, has received permission to speak with the Jets. According to my sources,
1: this is Rodgers Watch 2023 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News.
2: When it comes to me, they don't know.
3: Aaron and the Jets.
4: Let's get to it. There's actually Aaron Rodgers news today. Bring us up to speed, Greg. What do we know today? Well, very interesting day here, right? We're getting closer
2: to the league year and free agent period beginning. Of course, the legal tampering period, again, the greatest oxymoron in all of the NFL, begins next week, Monday. It was about a year ago to the day that Aaron Rodgers announced his decision to return to football and the Green Bay Packers. Shortly after that, the Packers announced the signing and the three-year contract extension, $150 bucks and change. Well, today members of the New York Jets are in California meeting with Rodgers. So the list of folks that have made the trip include owner Woody Johnson and former Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, who Rodgers spoke glowingly of during his short time in Green Bay. Hackett ultimately went to Denver. That didn't work out. Now he's the offensive coordinator for his good friend, Robert Sala, who's the head coach of the Jets. So Rodgers knows who's coming. He knows Nathaniel Hackett very well. He is in seat 1A on that plane. I can guarantee you that. Now, in order for the Jets to meet with Aaron Rodgers, they had to ask permission. They had to ask the Packers, can we do this? Otherwise, it's tampering. You can't just get on a flight, go across the country, meet with a player you desire, if he's under contract. You have to seek permission. So the Packers have given the Jets permission to do this, which means to me... The Packers are very open to the idea of trading Aaron Rodgers. Let's get him in a room, see what becomes of it. Maybe they come away enamored, thrilled with the idea that Aaron Rodgers could be their quarterback to take that team to the next level. Maybe Aaron comes away and says, you know what, playing for Nathaniel Hackett's offense? I liked that when he was here. I was an MVP when he was (laughs) here. This seems appealing to me. Ian Rappaport believes Aaron holds all the cards. I still find that somewhat hard to believe. But he certainly has a weight on the decision. Does he want to play? Does he want to play in Green Bay? Does he want to play in New York?
4: That's kind of where we stand now. But things are starting to move, at least. It would be so much better for the Packers if he were to decide he wants to still play and is open to a trade than if he were to retire. Either way, he's not in the league, and if he's open to a trade, the Packers get some draft capital versus him just saying, I'm retiring and I'm going and sitting over here. Well, the other element of this the whole discussion is, what are the components of the trade? Is it draft
2: capital? How much of the salary are the Jets willing to pick up? There's a dead cap hit that the Packers will have to absorb. Yep. Can they spread that out over a couple of years? I mean, this is tens of millions of dollars that they may have to absorb for Aaron Rodgers to get away, right? So it's like you're, you're, you're paying for his... Services, but he's not playing for you, right? There's a dead cap hit that they would be stuck with, just a matter of how much. I want to go back to Rich Eisen, what he said on the NFL Network. He's an NFL Network employee, keep in mind. Rich Eisen on his program a couple of days ago. The Packers sure hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to
1: come back. <laughs> they sure hope <laughs> just like praying that when he comes up with his decision, it is, I wish to retire or I wish to be traded elsewhere. Wow. They do not want his response to be... Let's run it back. When I say I heard that over and over and over again, it's just like, you have no idea what's going on there. And, you wow. know, you have... you know, And all of that. I do... Once again, have... I cannot sit here and say I have facts from ground zero in Wisconsin and clearly... You know, Rogers has told you through his many appearances, certainly on McAfee's show, that nobody, like a very, very small subset of people, know what he's thinking. I'm saying hot rumor at the Combine is
4: the Packers want an answer from Rogers to be no more. Interesting stuff hmm. from Rich Eisen. It's pretty well plugged in. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, we'll keep an eye on this as we head through the next couple of days, obviously. If it's going to happen, you'll hear it here. It's four fourteen at WTMJ. We shift gears up next. Teachers quitting in record numbers. Are you a teacher or a school administrator who's just had it? What is the toughest part about your job? We're trying to get insight onto why this is happening. Teachers, would love to hear from you. What's your biggest frustration? What's the toughest part of your job? The Old National Bank talking text lines 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Teachers, administrators, what's the toughest part about being in the classroom in 2023? Teachers are quitting in record numbers across the country. A couple statistics for you related just specifically to Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, one in every three new teachers will not make it five years. So a third of all teachers in Wisconsin will not teach five years later. Not everyone who gets a teaching degree even bothers to get licensed. 20% of teachers who graduate from a teaching program in Wisconsin never get their license and never teach. The median teacher salary has decreased over the past decade. It's decreased from an average of $62,000 in 2011 to $56,000 in 2021. Fringe benefits also fell. And one other very interesting statistic. Wisconsin has issued more emergency teaching licenses than previous years, especially for subjects with the biggest shortage. So what this means is if a district has an opening and they cannot fill it with a qualified licensed professional, they can hire somebody for one year that's still getting licensed. So these are emergency hires because districts are short. And that number has increased 30%. 30%. We want to hear from you. Are you a teacher? Are you an administrator? Have you just about had enough? Take us inside. What's your thought process? What's your biggest frustration? What makes this... Important job, so difficult. The Old National Bank talking text lines, 855-616-1620.
5: And it is tough. I was just talking this morning with a friend of mine. Her daughter teaches at Milwaukee Public Schools, and she teaches special needs students. And because she's such a good teacher, they give some of the most challenging students to her. So she's got three real handfuls. So it's just draining. She loves her job, but it is exhausting and draining so much that her friends are like, take a personal day. She's like, you don't understand. I take a personal day that I fall behind in the curriculum that I have planned for my students. Like that's, that's not an answer. Like that doesn't solve the weighty issue that just keeps spiraling. Mm -hmm. And, and it's so much that this teacher would like to become a principal to, to get out of this actual
4: teaching. Wow. That's sad because a lot of principals you talk to say, the thing they miss the most is being in the classroom. And here's a teacher who wants out of the classroom.
2: You know, I'd be interested to know from fans who call in or people as part of this survey, if if they feel a need to leave the industry altogether and if today's job market yields more opportunities outside of education than perceived 20, 30 years ago, pre-LinkedIn. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many teachers did you have growing up that had been doing the job for 20 years and they did it for 20 years after you left? Like, that was right. sort of their thing. Um I wonder if, if the job market is opened up in any way and, and teachers feel like, yes, there are outlets or ways I can have a great life, a great career, great profession, something fulfilling and meaningful outside of teaching.
5: That's a great point when you talk about teachers that you still had. Like 20 years later, you go, yeah. like, oh, Mrs. McClaney is still right. there. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
4: hey, let's go to the phones. Janice is with us from Menominee Falls. Hello, Janice. You're on WTMJ.
3: Oh, hello tell you i absolutely love your show so and when you started talking about teachers i listen to you every day on my way home from school um, but everything you've named is like spot on the the workload just i mean honestly everything you've named but something i don't think you've mentioned and that is the violence that's in the classroom last year my classroom you probably won't believe this but my classroom um, I had students that would bite me. I had students that would throw chairs at me. I had so many violent actions happen to me and I got zero help, zero support. Now just for the record, I don't teach in Menominee Falls, but I do teach in a suburb. so I don't want everyone in Menominee Falls thinking that's where I teach that um, just happens to be where I live but, um, it's the violence in the classroom. And I've had some long talks with my husband about, should I quit? What should I do? I've been teaching over 25 years. I, and, and just for the record, I teach kindergarten.
4: Wow. So we
3: are, not talking, we are not talking, you know, I'm in a middle school or something. I am at an elementary school, and I am teaching kindergarten. And it can be that rough. Now, hey, thank you, Janice. Hang you in there.
4: Out. We need you, Janice. Okay. Hang in there. We need you, you to good. stay where you are. My goodness. James is in Janesville. Good afternoon, James. You're on WTMJ.
6: Um,
4: it's Gene, but... Uh, oh, sorry, Gene. Go ahead. My opinion... Yeah, no problem.
0: It's my opinion that this is Act 10 coming home to roost. Uh, I, I believe that Act 10, maybe that was good 12 years ago, but this is the end result of Act 10. And uh, such as you said, you know, the wages are low and they're progressively gotten lower and etc and i i think that's one of the biggest culprits of the teacher shortage
4: hey james thank you very much for the phone call interesting perspective mark is in west bend mark good afternoon you're on wtmj
0: yeah good afternoon thanks for taking my call my wife was a school teacher in new berlin uh, school district for 20 years teaching kindergarten and i can tell you that there were many nights, probably all of them, where the school day would end at 2.45, 3.15, whatever, and she wouldn't get home until like 6.15, 6 o'clock. And then on the weekend, it was like Saturday, because she had a key fob to get into the school. She'd be going in for two or three hours to get her, you know, uh, room ready for the, the next week or whatever. And the problem is, is people think, just because teachers are off in the summer, So they they think that it's a nine-month job. So we'll only pay them so much. Are you kidding me? Pay them the full amount. It's our kids' education that's important. And that's the part that people don't realize. They think teachers are getting a break because they get off in the summer. Hey, Mark, thank you very much for the
4: phone call. You make some very good points. Want to get Kyle in here quickly, who's in Germantown. Kyle, good afternoon. Quickly, you're on WTMJ.
0: Um, So I've been teaching for nine years. I was a sound screener. uh, This is my second career. Um, About two years ago, I tried to get out. Uh, I spent, I I probably sent out about 125 applications, uh, resumes. I can't get out of teaching. No one wants to touch me anymore, it sounds. Um, My most recent transition seems to be better, but I think, you know, the apathy of students and just the connection to social media and disengagement from Curriculum is really crushing the hopes of, and the dreams of teachers of trying to support them.
1: Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ.
4: So, you know, during election season, we all get lots of weird texts, right? Lots of spam junk, like, you know. This is Joe Biden urging you to vote for whoever, all that sort of stuff. I've been getting some really, really... Weird text messages. So yesterday at 10 in the morning, I got a text. Hello, I am Lucy. Are you my date on the dating site? <laughs> Here's my pick. Did you get it? Uh-oh. And they sent me this picture of some lady. Her name is oh, Lucy, she, presumably. Lucy. <laughs> Lucy's nice-looking lady, right? Okay.
5: Lovely young gal looking like she's eating at a restaurant.
4: So I did not respond to that um sorry lucy you're you're out of luck oh yeah,
5: so no nothing
4: no and did your
5: wife happen to see your phone light up right when this message came (laughs) across at 10 a.m yeah
4: that would have been trouble that would awkward then i got this text got this text on friday by the way if you got any really weird texts that are funny we want to hear something funny 855-616-1620 is the old national bank talking text line text us your funny text i got this text Mm -hmm. on friday hi I'm Alice. Are you Steve, the piano teacher? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Is is that code for something? Hi, I'm Alice. Are you Steve, the piano teacher? It does sound like something you'd say at the safe house, like, you know, the birds fly
5: west at midnight, (laughs) like... I'm the key master. That's what it makes me think of. Ghostbusters. Well, did you
4: say yes? I texted back, no, but I played trombone in eighth grade. Oh, good. You yeah. did not. I did, and I didn't get <gasps> a response. did <gasps> play trombone. He was excellent at <laughs> no, oh, I... I never got to first chair, but I did. Okay. No, but I played trombone in <laughs> But you in did play, you texted grade.
5: that line back?
4: I did. And Amazing. I never heard back. The 517 never got back to me. Oh,
5: I'm disappointed. That's a fun change.
4: I guess they needed a piano teacher <laughs> not <have> a trombone <laughs> <They> teacher. Really... <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you guys got anything really weird if, what lately? What she
5: said do you? Tune pianos, and you said no, but I can tune a fish. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, tune a fish. Yeah, that's casserole. in my casserole. Yay. Casserole,
4: casserole. Um,
5: I actually did get a funny text like that once, and again, it was like first thing in the morning, and I got a text that said something along the lines of, "Yo, my brother told me to text you s- seven grams for fifty dollars. Mm, is oh what my. I need." And I'm like. Uh. The funniest part was the next text after that was, "Uh oh, they so was, actually texted yes, that back. That's why, like, who would actually text that? Like, that's like thinking out loud, or like, I felt like I was in a cartoon. Like, just, just don't respond. That like, seems awfully
2: expensive for celery salt.
5: I have no idea what they wanted to purchase, and, but you know, I guess I'm just one digit off from something. We're all just one random digit off sure. from the wrong text, but yeah. So, but I screen grabbed that and sent it to like six friends. That I just hadn't seen in a while. Saying, "Hey, anybody else wake up with a funnier text than this?" So it was a fun reason to reach out. But uh,
4: the uh oh is the funny
2: part. I
5: know. Uh oh,
2: not good. So yeah. I think we all have iPhones, right? Yeah, I do. So yeah. you know, it's a fun game to play. Hmm. Just you pick somebody from your contact list, somebody that knows you really well, <laughs> and you know, go to send them a text message, and just in, in where it says text message, just hold down your thumb, and then hit paste, and see what pops in there, and just send it.
4: Oh my gosh! Whatever it is.
5: I don't yes. know what that That's entertaining, brave. but yeah.
4: That is a fun game. Is Do it, it right now. Okay. I, I I have my phone out here. Send okay. me a text. I w- Uh-oh. <laughs> open up your text. And I've, n- I've send never played the,
5: the paste and text game. Is this a thing or is this something you made up, Greg? I Well,
2: it's just I, I think it would be
5: funny because who knows was the what
4: what was the last thing you copied on your phone? All right, while you're doing that, I just that, don't let know me read anybody you needs to see from that. the text line. Oh, great, okay. great. Uh, While well, you work on that, uh, I liked a voice text from the four one four, and I should not. I was texting a friend one day about coming over. I meant to see my wife, Katie. Stop by after seven when the kids are in bed. Oh. Instead, I texted my friend and said, "Stop by at seven and join us in bed."
3: Oh my! Oh, That's...
4: oh. <laughs> wow! And then That's the next a... text is, "Uh oh."
3: <laughs> Have you done predictive text? What's that? uh, Basically, when you get into, like, you're going to start typing in your text, there's, like, that bar across the top that looks like picks, like, it tries to predict your text. And you just hit, like, one of them, like, over and over and over again, and it comes up with the weirdest sentences. (laughs) I like that we have time to mess with our, tinker with our toy, you know?
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: Either that or the best website ever is called... Damn you, autocorrect.com. Yeah,
4: that's always good. Oh, my God. That's always okay, good. so here, Greg just tears. did this. Okay. Greg <laughs> opened up a text chain to me, and he just hit paste did and sent this and to text. me, and this is what showed up. Yeah. What you got? Perfect. Also, is it jammy day tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty random
5: and excellent. Yes, <laughs> I like it's it. It's a fun
2: game. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody in their car right now driving home, they're trying to figure out, they're trying to get to their phone uh, and do this. Be careful if you drive. That's hilarious. You can play Greg Metzick
4: paste and text game on yes. your own. home Uh, edition. Dr. John Raymond with us up next. Strep throat is going around big time. What you need to know, that's straight ahead. Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much for being with us.
6: Good afternoon, John. Glad to be here.
4: Uh, Strep throat hitting hard. I just read an account here in Wisconsin. Two-part question. How contagious is it? And what do we need to know about how to take care of ourselves?
6: Yeah, thank you. We are having a surge of strep throat in Wisconsin. And we actually were warned by the CDC back in January that this might be happening. So it's part of a national trend. It's caused by a bacteria, not a virus, uh, called Group A strep or strep pyogenes. And it is quite contagious, especially in the 5- to 15-year-old age group. Um, And this is recommended that if your child has a sore throat, typically associated with fever, fatigue, swollen and tender lymph nodes, especially around the neck, difficulty swallowing, that you do go and get a test for strep throat. Um, the, The tests are reasonably sensitive. You can get a result in 15 minutes. And the reason why this is important is if you get treated with antibiotics, it can reduce the transmissibility. Of the strep throat so you'll be protecting the people around you and it may make your child feel better more quickly so it's really important that if your child looks like they may have strep throat that they be seen by a health care provider and maybe get antibiotics
5: dr raymond because it is so contagious is there something you can do to prevent
6: getting it is it the age-old wash your hands frequently wash your hands frequently you know kids don't always do that, and they get in each other's faces. Um, So if somebody is symptomatic, if they have a sore throat, they probably shouldn't go to school. Um, And if you're around somebody that may have strep throat, you probably want to maintain your distance. Those are really the simple things you can do. And then obviously just take care of your general overall health so that you're better able to fight off an infection.
4: Dr. John Raymond of Medical College of Wisconsin is with us on WTMJ. Saturday is daylight saving time. We lose an hour of sleep as we move the clocks forward. Why are some people more impacted than others, and are there tips to help ease the hour change for people who have a difficult time?
6: Yeah, so I, I'm sure we're all familiar with the sp- the phrase fall back, spring forward. Mm-hmm. Um, And so we're going to be setting our clocks ahead by an hour, so many of us are going to lose an hour of sleep. And that um, may give us some benefits in terms of more sunlight in the evening and uh, more time to go out and do things. But it does come with a cost. It will reset our circadian rhythm, so people may be tired for a week or so after we have the time change. And for people that have jobs that require that they have alertness, There's a risk uh, in the short term for heavy equipment operators, pilots, people that drive buses and trucks, even all of us in our morning commute the first few days just need to be extra careful that we don't get into an accident. And interestingly enough, there is an association when we start daylight savings time, there's an increased incidence of heart attacks, and that may be because of the inflammation that is caused by resetting your circadian clock or losing a little bit of sleep. So even though it's great that we're going to have more time, more sunshine in the evening, we, we do need to be careful those first few days after resetting the clock. Do you have any tips for maybe helping your
5: circadian rhythm adjust? Is it one of those things that we should go so far as to try to go to bed a
6: half hour earlier the night before or anything like that or hydrate? Sandy, those are both good ideas. Uh, Maintain your overall health, maybe in anticipation of losing that hour of sleep. Try to go to bed just a little bit earlier on Saturday night. And uh, maybe do, do the same thing to try to reset your clock the next couple of days.
4: I don't get this, Dr. Raymond. It's an hour. I mean, I go to bed an hour different on any given week on a random Wednesday or a Friday or a Sunday.
6: Well, you are definitely a super person, but not everybody can do that.
4: (laughs) You're a smart man. What a
5: nice thing to say. And Dr. Raymond, you know, I love to wish you the happy national days and national months. So I now get to wish you a happy national nutrition month.
6: Well, thank you. I, and it is National Nutrition Month. And, you know, we've talked about the importance of diet before. And so this might be an opportunity, especially with more sunshine and hopefully not very much snow, for us to celebrate by trying to improve the overall quality of our life and our health by eating better. And some simple things that people suggest would be trying to increase your consumption of vegetables and fruits, Um maybe reduce the heavily processed foods that we all get used to eating, prepare and consume uh, meals together as a family, um, take some breaks, uh, maybe take a walk um, and stay physically active. And uh, there, there is a recommendation that we might substitute some vegetable proteins like peas and legumes instead of uh, serving a or two of meat every week. So this is a good, good opportunity for us to think about our overall health and the importance of diet. And Dr. Raymond, you have some good news for the week. Yeah, I think um, this good news is Wisconsin has a seven point one billion dollar state budget surplus, and this is this is a good situation for us to be. And I recognize there's legitimate debate over what, how, and whether we should invest this surplus, but isn't it a great situation for us to be in, especially after the period of economic challenge that we've gone through the last few years?
4: It is a good situation, Dr. Raymond. And the governor, it sounds like the legislature are both willing to spend some of that money on increased mental health services in our state, which would be a step in the right direction.
6: It is. And we talked about last week, this this is the year of mental health in Wisconsin.
4: Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. We're always a little smarter when you've been with us, Dr. Raymond. Thank you so much for always making time for us.
6: Thank you, John and Sandy.